And welcome back. France from the road. Let's talk about walls. Why not? Everybody seems to be talking about walls these days, right? Snow walls or big walls or anything in between. Walls seem to be the uh, conversation du jour of the moment. So why not? Let's talk about walls. And specifically, do we need a wall on the southern border? Well, walls require effort, time, and even some mechanical or technical assistance to climb over, depending on what kind of wall, how big it is, and all that. I would think it would at very least slow people down, right? But it certainly would take longer to cross a border with no wall than with a wall. Agree on that. Except some people seem to think that the wall isn't going to stop anyone. And that whatever slowdown it provides is going to be minimal at best. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's no doubt if you are truly desperate, you'll find a way. I have no doubt about that. But it's still going to slow you down. No matter which way you slice it. And if that wall happens to have, I don't know, security cameras, posted along it perhaps, then, you know, authorities can see people who are trying to cross the wall. And the time it takes for them to get across the wall would allow those authorities time to get there and intercept them. Or at least give them more time than they would have if they were just running across. I actually heard an argument today that That it wouldn't work because, or that it wouldn't matter. That's that's more like it. it wouldn't matter because, well, the people the people cross the border on foot, and the then the cops they got uh, the border patrol they got cars. You know. Well, then, if that's the case. Perhaps they could explain to me why it is that the last time there was any kind of uh, research done on illegal immigration, uh, the numbers that are caught, only about 40% were actually apprehended. Oh, right. so so well, so we've just put more people there, right? Yeah, yeah, just more people. Just make a big old line of people all the way across the border to hold hands. 
And somehow that's going to be more fiscally responsible than a one-time expenditure for a wall. Okay, now, not exactly one time. I mean, we'll eventually have to repair pieces or maintain this or that. But is that really going to cost more than the constant salaries you're going to be paying to all of these extra agents? And all of the equipment there, each of those agents is going to require to do their jobs. And all the extra vehicles that they're going to need to move around the border. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and that cost is not, that, that cost doesn't go down, it only goes up. Right? I mean, I don't know of anybody's salary who goes, I don't know of anybody who has salary consistently goes down. It goes up with inflation, right? So it's only going to go up. And the cost of materials and, and equipment only goes up. And it's never ending. <laughs> not to mention the fact that, you know, they, they're not going to be there forever. I mean, eventually they're going to retire. Which means you have, to be, you have to be training new recruits all the time to take their place. That costs money. It's just a never-ending cycle of money spent. To have all these agents over there so that nobody can get through. When a simple barrier of one-time expenditure with some minor expenditures many years in between for maintenance and repair. <laughs> yeah, I, the logic just escapes me. I don't get it. I don't, how do you figure that? We could do the job with the agents we have if they had the time. If there was some method of slowing down the illegal immigration. How are you going to do that with... You're going to do that with the drones, right? Huh? They're going to see the drones and they're going to like, Oh my god, it's a drone! Run for your lives! <laughs> Unless you're out there with predator drones, they're not going to care. <laughs> and frankly, maybe we should be. I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying we should be shooting them. Okay, we're not. We're not a tin hat dictatorship where we just shoot everybody at the border on sight. All right. But you got to give. You got to give. Got to take away the incentive. That's the problem. Why do people come here? Because there's an incentive to. And don't 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 give me that. Don't give me that BS about. <laughs> people are fleeing their horrible situations. And... Yeah, I've seen the pictures, folks. I'm I'm not a moron. I I've seen the pictures of some of these people. They were not starving. Okay. And when they come here and immediately get on welfare, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about why they're here. Okay. Sorry. I don't doubt some of them do work hard. They just come here and they want they want a better life, but that's not an excuse. That doesn't excuse the rest. There's no justification.
you've got to remove the incentive. They're coming here because they're being incentivized. They come here, they get free stuff, right? That's an incentive to come here. They come here, there's nothing stopping them. That's an incentive to come here. A wall is a disincentive. Right there, it's going to stop at least some of them from even trying. It's going to stop at least some of them, because some of them aren't going to be able to climb the wall. It won't, it won't, it won't keep them all, though, I understand that. It won't keep them all from coming. Yes, I know. But it will disincentivize some. If fewer people are coming, it makes it easier for the Border Patrol to keep up with it, right? And if those few that are coming are being slowed down by a barrier, that makes it even easier for the Border Patrol to catch them. Uh, it's common sense. It's common sense. I mean, the only thing I can think of that would be better than a wall would to be would be to turn the whole first mile inside the U.S. side of the border into a live fire exercise area for the military. You want to you want to disincentivize people from crossing the border. Make a big public spectacle about how the military is using this strip of land now to conduct military exercises and then it's full of landmines and bombs exploding and guns going off. <laughs> That's a disincentive, okay? Walls a good disincentive. You know, removing the, the, the free stuff, that's, a good, that's another good disincentive. But there's no disincentive like life and death. If you know that coming here, you are going to put your life into your own hands. And you may not survive the crossing. You're probably going to be a whole lot less likely to even try. Now I know, I know the, the first the first go-to excuse of every leftist is every emotionalist leftist, I should say, is. But what about the people who are starving? You are being oppressed. <laughs> you do realize we have an asylum procedure. You are aware of this, are you not? There's a legal way for people to seek asylum. If they really are being oppressed, they'll get in legally. So what's your problem? What? What? It's it's easier for them to track two thousand miles across the desert than to just go to their nearest uh, U.S. embassy? Really? Again, don't know if you're stupid or you think I am, but either way. That's a bunch of, that's a crock of hooey, okay? Now, if they are really, truly refugees or whatever, if they are truly seeking asylum, they really are being oppressed, there is a legal way to do it, and it's a whole lot easier than trekking across the desert. There, there's no argument you can give that 
isn't covered by legal immigration. There's no argument you can give for illegal immigration that isn't already covered by legal immigration. There's a legal way for people to immigrate. That is how you do it. You get in line like everybody else, and you do what you're supposed to do. And you come in legally. There is no excuse for coming over. There's no excuse for crossing our border illegally. None. If you have a if you have a legitimate reason to be here, you can get here legally. There is never any excuse. Never. If you can't get here legally, it's because you we don't want you here. We don't want drug dealers here. We don't want murderers and rapists here. We got enough of those of our own. We don't want to add any. We don't want to import any, okay? We don't need to import more criminals. We got plenty. But of course, you know, according to the crocodile tear shedders, every immigrant is just a hard-working innocent victim. Right, right. So all those crimes committed by illegal aliens, those don't really exist, right? I know, I know. Fantasy versus reality. It's a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow, but uh, there it is, folks. And of course, the minute you say that, then it's, oh, you're politicizing the tragedy. <laughs> no, it's called stating a fact. See, facts aren't political. Facts just are. You're the one politicizing the tragedy by trying to deflect attention away from the fact that this, the fact that this crime was committed by an illegal alien. You don't want the facts out there because the facts hurt your narrative. But facts are facts. They are what they are. No matter, no, no amount of denying them or pretending they don't exist isn't going is going to change that. We already know. I mean, there's enough people out there speaking the truth. We know. We know the cost of illegal immigration on the American taxpayer. We know how enormous it is. You can't hide that anymore. And it's not just in the, in the terms of dollars. We know the we know the cost in human lives, and it's too high. Okay, I'm going to call out your hypocrisy. I will. I will always call out your hypocrisy. You want to stand there and tell me how? Well, if getting rid of all the guns saves even one life, it's worth it. Really. But you won't apply the same to illegal immigrants. If stopping illegal immigration saves one life, is it not worth it? <laughs> Your words, not mine. You're the hypocrite. I'm not, I, and I really, really despise the ones who try to conflate illegal immigration with immigration. There are two separate things, buddy. 
The moment you back up into a corner on illegal immigration, suddenly you hate all immigrants. No, I have no problem whatsoever with the ones who do it legally. I welcome them. It's the ones who break the law to get here. I don't care how many of them don't go on to commit other crimes. The fact is you committed a crime to get here. How the heck am I supposed to know that you're ever going to, you're going to have any regard for the rest of our laws? Exactly, I don't. You've already proven you, you're disregarding our laws. A person who comes here legally at least demonstrates a desire to follow the law of the land. Because they're doing it legally. So does the wall help? Yeah, the wall will help. Is it worth the cost? Well, let's see. How much are we spending on illegal immigration right now? Or the more the more the more pertinent point is how much are we spending additionally for each new crop of illegal immigrants that comes in? So I get it. I, I get it. Once we, we, even if we built the wall, there's all the ones that are already here, right? And it's gonna be it's gonna be next to impossible to get them all out, right? Anyway, I get that. But if millions of them are coming across our board every year. And we're only catching 40% of them. That's a huge increase in our cost every year. So, yeah, I think it'll be worth it. Personally, I still think, I still think the live fire exercise thing would be better, though. Because they already do those things. They have places in, the, in America that are set aside for military exercises. They already do that. It's not like we're spending anything more. They already do that. Why not just move the location? Yeah. They don't have to be doing it all the time. I understand. They don't they understand that bullets and bombs and whatnot, they cost money, but they're going to use them anyway. And they don't have to do it all the time. Just do it randomly. <laughs> no, no no set schedule. It can be in the middle of the night or the middle of the day. Doesn't matter any time in between. Just never know when we never know when another shell's gonna drop. It's totally random. Make a big make a big public spectacle of it, you know, the move and everything. So everyone knows. No one's no one's left in the dark. No one's gonna go over here and not realize that there's live fire going on. We'll have signs posted everywhere. You know, in multiple languages. We'll have little speaker boxes out there for the illiterate ones, you know. They, they, sense, they sense somebody coming nearby and say, No approche. <laughs> you will die. Live fire exercises. Do not enter. And let them take the lives in their own hands. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Illegal, illegal immigration will drop to next to nothing. There will be very, very few willing to risk their lives. And I, I know, I know, they crossed the desert and they were already kind of risking their lives already, weren't they? But, eh, 
death from the elements is less scary. Let's put it that way. You know, I mean, if you're out there, you're out there in the elements, it's desert, it's hot, it's, or it's cold, what do we want to say, here it is. You know, yeah, it's, it's dangerous, and you could die. But, you know, you can at least somewhat control that, you know, if you can find something, find something to keep yourself warm or cool, if you can find food and water, you know, you have some, some measure of control over that. So it's not quite as scary. Plus, most people don't think about that until they're actually in it. And then it's like, well, it's too late to go back now. <laughs> but if you know, before you leave, that there's bombs and bullets flying at all different times of the day, at random intervals all across that border, and there's mines scattered around here and there, you don't know where they are. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's a threat of imminent death. There's no control over that. You're not going to be able to control when that bomb drops. You ain't going to be able to control when those bullets are flying. You have no idea where those mines are. Are you really going to do that? Are you really going to do that knowing that you, you, you could very easily die? And no, it would not be the fault of the military. They clearly stated. They warned you. They told you this is what we're doing here. We're not shooting at you. We are conducting exercises. It's perfectly legitimate, perfectly legal. We are in our own country. We're doing it here. We've warned you in advance. If you come here, you're taking your life into your own hands. If you die, it is on your head, nobody else. Yeah, I think, I think that would pretty much end illegal immigration. Now, you have to be a real freaking nutcase to want to try and walk through a minefield to get here. And of course, you know, you still have you still have all of your security. You know, you still you still have all your border security and whatnot. They'd be in they'd be back behind that one mile marker. You know, you don't want your border security getting shot. <laughs> they'd be inside the one mile marker, so if they if anybody actually did make it through there, they'd have their they'd have their drones and sensors or whatever. You know, they'd see them long before they got to that one mile marker and be like, yeah, yeah, okay, he's here, all right, we'll go get him. So you got a full mile this guy has to run through. Uh, and, you know, it's not going to, like I said, it's going to drop off significantly, so it's not like they're going to be too busy elsewhere. I don't know. That just seems to me like it's a matter of incentive. You've got to disincentivize it. That's the whole point. That's the point. That's the purpose of the wall. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't so they guaranteed. Oh, here we go. Wall. Nobody can possibly go over this. No, it's a disincentivizing mechanism. It makes them less likely to come in the first place. It reduces the overall numbers of them coming at any given time and slows them down, allowing the law enforcement to be able to more easily capture them and and, and deport them. I really don't see how there's. I really don't see how there's any any argument to that that you can make. You can't say it's fiscally it's fiscally responsible to have no wall because it's way cheaper than any alternative. There's no alternative to the wall that's cheaper or more effective. 
except you know my live fire exercise you know some threat of death but you know i know all the bleeding hearts would hate that right yeah there's no reason there's no argument you can make against the wall okay and there's no argument you can make for illegal immigration. Because any reason that you can think of that a person would have a legitimate reason to come here is already covered by the legal immigration laws. All they have to do is obey them. You have no you have nowhere to go with this. Nowhere. Sorry, Lips. You got nowhere to go. There's no argument you can make. Every angle is covered. The wall is going to be cheaper. The wall is going to save us a lot of money. The wall works. It's effective. It's proven in many other places. It slows them down. It gives law enforcement time to get there. And it disincentivizes. It produces fewer who are willing to come at any given time which also makes it easier for law enforcement because they're not like hounded by thousands over here and all these thousands over here are getting through. And you can't make any, you can't make any argument for illegal immigration because legal immigration covers any legitimate reason for a foreigner to be here and seek, and seek asylum or whatever. There are legal procedures to do it. And they're far easier and less dangerous than a 2,000-mile hike across the desert. So you got, you got, no, you got no leg to stand on. None. Unless you're going to finally stand, unless you're going to finally admit that the real reason you want illegal immigration is power. You, you, because you are, you get, they are, because they're automatically going to be your your little voting puppets. Unless you're finally willing to admit that what you want them for is for your own personal gain. Or your party's gain. Unless you're finally going to admit that the reason you want them here is for yourself and your party. And has absolutely nothing to do with the welfare of the of the immigrants unless you're willing to admit that then you've got no argument and of course if you are willing to admit that then we've got a whole different argument <laughs> I, I just I'm just saying and this this is coming from someone who is not an ardent Trump supporter I got no problem saying that. I'm not an artist. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Trumpist. All right. I. I'll even admit it. I didn't vote for the guy. I voted third party. Because I stand by my principles, not by people. I think I mentioned that before. Yeah. I'm loyal to principles, not people. And. I did my research. I do my research. People need to do their research before they vote, okay? Stop putting pictures up on a wall and throwing a dart. Oh, I'll vote for him. No. Stop, stop looking for the, the R, the D next to their name. It doesn't mean squat nowadays. That means nothing. 
Republican Democrats are all the same. Research who they are, what they've done. Okay? If you're not willing to do that, then you deserve what you get. That's the way I see it. Get the government you deserve if you're not willing to actually research the candidates before you vote. And I did. I researched that candidate. And I saw very little in his public life that reflected what he was saying in his campaign. You know, aside from the fact that he was a Democrat, him and his whole family, Democrats, they donated to socialists, known socialists. But, you know, none of, the, none of that bothered me, okay? None of, none of that bothered me all that much. I mean, I heard a lot of stories, I heard a lot of stories like that, I also heard a lot of stories about how he was personally a really great guy. You know, for people who knew him personally. So, none of that really mattered. What really got me, what really tipped me over the edge was the story about him, uh, I forget. I forget exactly what the situation was. I just remember that it had something to do with him trying to get a government to implement eminent domain on his behalf so he could build something. And, uh, I know many, I know a lot of you probably like, eminent domain, what does that have to do with it? You know, don't think much about it, because... It doesn't say it's not it's not in the news nobody's caring about it right but it is a big deal it's a big deal to me and i don't even own property but i'd like to someday i'm going to own my own property and the idea that the government can just come in whenever they want just take it away from you and you've got no choice in the matter that is that is the defining characteristic to me of what tyranny is Does the government just come in whenever they want, take whatever they want, and give you the big middle finger? That's tight. That, that is tyranny. That that's that's number one on the list. If I was going to make a list of things that define what tyranny is, that would be number one, right there. The fact, the idea that the government could come in and take whatever they want from whoever they want, and nobody could do anything about it. Got no no voice, no power. No ability to say no. They just come in, put a gun to your head, boom, we're taking it. You don't like it, go pound sand. I know, I know. The government doesn't turn guns to people's head. Yeah, they do. Because what do you think is going to happen if a person that they come to and say, we're, we're, we're enacting eminent domain and we're taking off your head? What do you think is going to happen when that guy says no? I'm not leaving. What do you think is going to happen eventually? I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know. They'll be, they'll be the due process. They'll be going through the courts and blah, 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 blah. But eventually, if the guy just keeps saying no and just sits in there and does not do anything, does not obey, what's going to happen eventually? Somebody with a gun is going to come. <coughs> Most likely many somebodies with guns. Okay, laws are meaningless unless they're backed up by violence. That's just a fact. Sorry to burst your bubble if you thought otherwise. That's the way it is. Laws are backed up by violence, period. If they aren't, they're not laws. They're meaningless. And that's why eminent domain is tyranny. 
because it is the legal uh, the legalization of law that allows government to take whatever they want at gunpoint. And I will never vote for anyone who even hints that they're in favor of it. Will not do it. Now. Excuse me. That being said, I don't think that's what Trump. I don't think that's what President Trump is. Okay. But you have to understand. I'm. If you're looking at this from the perspective of me at the time. Didn't know anything about Trump until I started researching on him. And all I knew about him was what I found about him. Okay? I had no idea what kind of president he was going to be because he wasn't president. And I'm perfectly able and capable of admitting when I'm wrong. And I was wrong to think that he was going to, he was going to go back on his campaign promises. I, I, I always said that, you know, if you can't, if what a person does and what a person says don't line up, they're lying about something. So I automatically assumed that everything he said in the campaign was a lie. Because his actions did not seem to reflect that. But, happily, I was wrong. He has done quite a bit of what he said he was going to do. Or at least tried. I understand the president doesn't have ultimate authority to do everything. But he has at least tried to do a lot of what, he's can a lot of what he campaigned on. A lot more than I can say for most every, most everyone else. <laughs> and uh, you know, hey, I'm all I'm all for it. I'm glad. That doesn't mean I re I, re I regret my voting choice because here's the dirty little secret, America. You got lucky. You got lucky. You didn't have a shred of evidence that this guy was going to be who he said he was. Not a shred. He might have he heard that he was a good, he was an okay guy, but you don't know if those people are telling you the truth or not. You have no idea. Are you a mind reader? No. Okay, then. You don't have no idea. You have no idea. You got lucky. America, you got lucky. Here's the problem. You weren't playing craps. You were playing Russian roulette. And I'm not going to congratulate you because you don't congratulate someone who wins at Russian roulette. You smack off beside his head and said, What's wrong with you? Stop putting a gun to your head. Here's the only problem, though. It's not just your head. It's also mine. And everybody else in this country, you put a gun to the country's head and pulled the trigger, got lucky and said, yay, we're so cool. No, you got lucky. You got lucky. And I, and I, I say that, I, I'm so I have to emphasize that because the problem with getting lucky is that you think you can get lucky again. See, that, that's, that's what happens to, you know... People who are addicted to gambling, they get lucky once, and oh, I can get lucky again, and pretty soon they're, they're, they're broke. Except it's not just a matter of losing our money. We could lose everything. Don't think you're going to get lucky again. Don't, don't bet on luck. Stop listening to what people say 
and actually do your research, folks. Do research. Compare what people say with what they do, and you'll know if they're lying or not. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to know the, 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 the innermost thoughts of Donald Trump, so I don't know. Maybe, just maybe, his actions were the ones that were lying. That is possible. I'm, I'm not going to put that out of the realm of possibility. Maybe the actions that I was comparing his words to were what the real lie was. Maybe he was lying about being a Democrat. Maybe he was lying. Maybe he was just using people to get what he wanted. That's entirely possible. But there's absolutely no way for me to know that until I see, and, and, until, until we elected him and we saw what he did. There was no way to know that. None. You had zero way to know whether he was really a hardcore Democrat leftist or not until he actually got into the presidency and started doing things. So like I said, you played Russian roulette and you got lucky. And I'm not going to congratulate you. I'm going to smack you upside the head and say, don't do that again. For God's sake, use your head. Don't blow it off. Now, I am very grateful that Trump is our president. Don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate everything he's done. That does not absolve anyone who voted for this guy based on purely on nothing but what he said. And that's really, that's, that's the only thing there is. That's the only thing you could possibly have voted for him on is based on his words. And you would never do that for any other politician. Every other politician you know, they're lying. They're lying. If, it's, if a politician's talking, he's lying, right? This guy joined, This guy jumps into politics and automatically he's telling the truth? What? Come on, people. Use your head. You got lucky. You got lucky. I hate to say it, but you did. You got lucky. You can hate me all you want, but it's the truth. Like I said, it's going to be straight with you. He got lucky. We got lucky. Let's not make a habit of that, okay? I'm not saying don't make a habit of being lucky. I said don't make a habit of betting the country on a long shot. Okay? Stop betting the country on the long shots. You don't know if that person's being honest or not. Unless you actually look at the words, compare it to the actions, and line them up. And since words are generally more true than actions, you, you usually go with the actions. Whatever they do is what you believe, not what they say. But, again, not always the case. There's always an exception to every rule. I know. That's why we got lucky, folks. Okay, if one, if one in a hundred people are more honest with their words and their actions... <laughs> Well, I'd be surprised if there was actually that many people, but if there's, if there's one in a hundred people whose, whose words are more honest than their actions, then we got very lucky, dude. <laughs> we got so lucky. Anyway, getting back to the point. 
That's the reason. So that's the reason I didn't vote for him because, you know, I I cannot I cannot abide anyone who's who's for even hints of being for immigrant immigrant domain. It is it's absolute travesty of justice. And that's the that's that was the basis. You know, I, I judged him based on what he's done because that's what you're supposed to do. And I didn't just I didn't just pick somebody else at random either. Okay, I I did my homework on on a lot of candidates. I voted for Daryl Castle, the Constitution Party, because you know his words and his actions lined up. He was a true in the wool constitutionalist. He believed in he believed in the rule of law, the rule of the Constitution above all. And I know, I know, everyone believes the lie. I just wish people would wake up and recognize that it is a lie. It was a lie developed by the establishments to help secure their own power structure. The lie is third parties never win. That's right. They're the ones that told it to you. They're the ones who started and they do it they just kept saying it. They kept saying it, and other people kept saying it, and everybody keeps saying it until they believe it. And what happens when you believe that? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe third parties can't, if you believe third parties can't win, you'll never vote for third parties, and they won't win. Do you see the logic? It's very simple, right? I'm telling you, if everyone who thinks, who really actually believes that third parties can't win, if all those people got together behind one third-party candidate, that third-party candidate would win. It's not, it's, not, it's not complicated, folks. It's not. It's just mass. Do the same thing, okay? The numbers don't lie, folks. Numbers don't lie. The reason third parties don't win is because you believe the lie you uh, people that believe the lie there's a lot of people out there to believe that lie that's why they don't win because you believe they don't win and therefore you will never even consider one and so you keep going back to the same old dung heap of Republican Democrat Republican and Democrat and they're all the same and they're the ones who told you the lie. <laughs> oh, like I said, man, we gotta the only way to win this war is speak the truth. That's what I'm doing. Speak the truth. <laughs> That's the truth, man. And you know it. It's just, it's just, it's just common sense. If everybody voted for third parties, member, they would start winning. But you don't because you believe they can't win. <laughs> you see the catch-22 going on here? All right. Enough of that. I can't even remember what I was going on now. Hold on. 